Greetings, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Hen House Eggs that not only taste good, but do good for the hen, for the environment, for the farmer, and most importantly, for you. Today, I am joined by our CEO and one of our owners, Ryan Miller, for a new segment that we're calling A Monthly Roundup with Ryan. And the purpose of the Monthly Roundup with Ryan is to get a little bit more about Ryan's story, to get to know him a little bit more, uh, but also, too, to get a bigger insight into the world of eggs, into the egg industry, into what that means for retailers, distribution, farmers. And so Ryan has a lot of expertise, a lot of insights, a lot of good stories that he can share with us. Uh, And this is going to be about a 10 to 15 minute podcast. So just a a really quick, but hopefully uh, fun and engaging uh, time for you to uh, get a a greater sense of of what goes into uh, our eggs and maybe just eggs in general. Uh, But to to start this, we're going to hear a little bit about Ryan's story uh, from going as a egg, I mean, educator. I want to say egg educator. Right. I know. I've heard all the egg puns. Never short on egg puns, are we? Um, But as an educator and then into into his role now as CEO and uh, one of the owners here at Farmer's Hen House. And today we want to just uh, press into what were the three biggest things, Ryan, that you learned about the egg industry that maybe you did not realize before? Because you grew up on a farm, right? And obviously your father... Uh, took over the hen house was in 2000 2000 yeah. right so you got you had some observations yeah. I'm sure some insights into to the world of eggs but uh, I imagine there was also kind of a learning curve and some things that were maybe surprising that you learned about the egg industry when starting so uh, if you would share with us what those were yeah. yeah there were a lot of a lot of new things like you said I grew up on a farm but primarily we had dairy cows okay and we had a few chickens and then I had some chickens that were more like pets or whatever so nothing like production style chickens um, nothing nearly as efficient as what we use for egg production um, and yeah like you said I started out in education um, didn't intend to be in the food business but you know crazy things happen you didn't have like posters <laughs> of uh you know farmers no. or producers on your no. walls and no. i yeah nope uh just sort of happened that way but um yeah it's very interesting once i got started in it it was very interesting one of the most interesting things was just learning how well in particular eggs one of the first things I had to figure out is how do you get eggs from the farm to the store? Yeah. Um, and learning about that process. But in learning that process, just the expansiveness of the food distribution network and everything that goes into getting food on shelves is very complicated. Yeah. Um, from production, packaging, transportation standpoint, and then just the distribution itself is, you know, astounding and you you don't realize how many products are in a store even like we focus on the dairy department you know there can be a couple thousand products in a given store's dairy department and like all those things have to be tracked all those things have to be ordered um it's just amazing how much of that gets done and so much of it now is more automated and computerized but it's hard to imagine how like 70 80 years ago you know that was all done on paper 
how people were handling that. So that was one of that was one of the most interesting things I learned is just that vast web of distribution. So was and that what it takes to get get your products through all that? Sure. So for you learning that was that kind of like a fire hose, or was there a pretty defined process that made it easy for you to step into all those different coordination um, points? We, we, when I got here, we had, you know, we had some customers where we were dealing more with that, that whole supply chain, but not as much. So I sort of had to figure out how some of it worked for some of our customers and come up with creative ways to make it work for us because obviously transportation is expensive. So when you don't have a full truckload going somewhere, how to group it with other things, how to find efficient ways to get products to different customers. What, yeah. dis- what distributors can get it there efficiently. Because the, the different points of coordination, you got, you know, 50 plus farms. Mm-hmm. And so their eggs are getting picked up. They're being brought here for processing, yeah. packaging, and then they're being shipped out. Some, most probably mostly what to various distributors, right? Yeah. And then some direct, maybe to some restaurants direct, yeah. or local stores. Yeah, and those we can control what happens better. For example, years ago we had an issue with one distributor. We had a lot of damage when it got to the store. Well, as you can imagine, on any given pallet going out to that store, might only have a couple of boxes of eggs and you know a couple hundred other products on there. Mm-hmm. And our boxes of eggs were getting stacked towards the bottom with oh. a lot of weight on top. Yeah, it's problematic. And we were getting a lot of breakage, whereas other distributors were putting them on top. Okay. So... Yeah, so that was a big learning curve for you, yeah. figuring out just all these different points mm-hmm. of coordination for the, the supply chain and yeah. distribution. All right, what what's another uh, gleaning or? Um, another thing that surprised me a little bit. I mean, like I said, I grew up on a farm. We had dairy cows, but we also had some hogs and stuff like that. Was just learning about how efficient the chickens are. Like you think about this bird is like you know, four and a half pounds, you know, eats a decent amount of feed every day, but they lay an egg virtually every day. Like, uh, they have a lot of output to their body mass. Yeah. What, what, what's the percentage of I don't know off the top of my head to what a, the percentage is. I mean, I'm but, sure we can figure it out. But they're, yeah, they're very efficient. They're more efficient than, you know, when it comes to protein, they're more efficient than, like, beef cows or pigs or whatever, you know. Yeah. The They're... You know, it just takes less feed to produce a dozen eggs than it does for, or a pound of eggs than it does like a pound of pork. Which it shows up if you look if you look in the supermarket. You know, I don't know. Let's say you know, just run of the mill beef could easily be five dollars a pound. Right. Um, nothing special about it, but for five dollars you can buy like organic eggs, high end organic eggs, right? Yeah. So. You know the comparison or like the you know just cheapest eggs you know might be a dollar 25 or a dollar 50 um, so for a dozen and that's slightly over a pound so yeah, yeah they are cool yeah any I, other surprises that you've um I mean since working I, in eggs? I knew that eggs were a staple but I guess I didn't realize quite how like how much they show up in what what we call like the basket, like almost every basket, meaning like group of products that somebody leaves the store with. 
you know, has certain, has a lot of staples in it and eggs show up almost all the time. Um, I didn't realize quite how much of a staple eggs were until I got into this. Um, for example, we do some advertising on a few platforms where you can, you know, order groceries online and the term eggs is either the top or at least in the top three most searched yeah. you know, term on an online grocery site. Right. You know, um, you know, I always think of milk, bread, but yeah, it's like milk, bread, eggs, butter, yeah, stuff like that. But those are, yeah, eggs, eggs are often the top one. Um, so, which is good. Yeah, like it is good. We, 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 we need a lot of customers. We like to have a lot of customers. Well, and two, I think, uh, yeah, being so ubiquitous and being such a, mm-hmm. a common staple, right, in every basket, yeah. as you said, it makes sense to get the good eggs. Yes. Right? Only You should only be buying the best, which come from farmer's house. That's right. Yeah, the sta- so kind of breaking down three things. One is just the, uh, I mean, you learned how distribution from farm yeah. to shelf happens, right? And yep. understanding all those coordination points and, um, and then you said, secondly, uh, just the efficiency of a mm-hmm. chicken uh, feed to you know, what it's uh, putting out. Right. Um, and, uh, and then thirdly, just how common of a staple the eggs are yeah. to the American diet. Because they're so versatile. Yeah. yeah. They're versatile. They're not just a breakfast food. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. You, you figure they're utilized for mm-hmm. every meal. Right, uh, and a number of different types of preparations, number number of different uh, uh, cooking methods, yep. whether it's baked, fried, scrambled. I just saw the other day a fry, a deep fried egg that you just crack open in a deep fryer. Hmm. Apparently, it's supposed to be like a hybrid of you know, it's like fried chicken yeah. eggs. It's supposed to be delicious, but. That's good. Well, thank you for taking the time just to share with us those three yep. things about you know you, what maybe surprised you about the industry. Um, next time, uh, we might we might talk about something outside of the uh, yeah. outside the carton. Um, but anyway, we thank you all for taking the time to listen to this brief monthly roundup with Ryan. Uh, there'll be more episodes to come in the future, and let us know if there's topics that you want Ryan to touch on. Um, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.